Hello, world, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. It is Wednesday, the epicenter of a very, very busy broadcast week, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have a good friend of the Shannon Joy Show, Ed Dowd, join me again from Maui today to talk about very disturbing data that has emerged among young people from the United Kingdom. Ed Dowd, how are you doing today? Uh, good. How are you? I'm well. It just never ends, does it? It just never ends. <laughs> no, it, it's, it doesn't. And, uh, you know, we're tracking all the data. We're updating the excess deaths. We've got some 23 data. We have enough of it now where we can an annualize uh, 2023 if the trends continue. So yeah, uh, we're doing the UK first. We hope to do Europe, Australia, US soon. Okay. Ed Dowd is on Twitter. You can follow him at Dowd Edward. He is also the author of Cause Unknown. By the way, it's right behind my shoulder right there. I bought that book, Ed Dowd, at a winery on Hemlock Lake in New York. The, the, the owner of the winery is the coolest guy I've ever met. And it just so happened I'm in there. I'm like, oh my gosh, he sells, sells all these books. But um, this has been a really important book, this, uh, The Epidemic of Sudden Death in 2021 and 22. And it's a really unique book. I mean, it's not heavy, heavy with a ton of, um, you know, language and data, but a lot of pictures, a lot of graphs, a lot of uh, explanation about the, the big picture, which you identify in this book, that, that the correlation between the onset and the rollout of mass vaccination in an unprecedented way, billions and billions of, of vaccines administered in a very short period of time. The correlation between that and sudden death is indisputable. And you lay that out in this book very well. And we were hoping, last time I talked to you, we were hoping that now that the uptake of vaccines and boosters is way lower than it was, you know, in previous years that we would not see these trend lines of sudden death and increased fatality rates. But unfortunately, this new data, and let's start with the data, and then we're going to get into lockdown 2.0, the, the presidential campaign and, and a whole host of other issues. But let's start now with um, this fatality data in, in the UK. It looks as if it's getting worse tragically and this data is in regards to children yeah children and uh, gen z and millennials so yeah. in my book we talked about a smoking gun in the uk the children they were not vaccinated till later in 2021 their excess deaths were going down they're actually negative because you know the the largest cause of death in that age group is accidental mm -hmm. and lockdown and not going to school kind of protect, you know, that, that, that there were less, there was less activity, less, less movement. So less accidental deaths. Then the, the vaccines get introduced. In, and I talked about this in my book and their excess death rate started to rise. And okay. we have the 2023 numbers and uh, it's running at, uh, let's see, let me go to my graph, 22% oh. in 2023 annualized for one through 14 in the UK. It was uh, in 2022, 16, and in 2021, it was minus seven. And in 2020, it was minus nine. Uh, so clearly uh, something's going on with the children and whatever the health response in the UK was, it's killing more of them. And, you know, we uh, looked at the vaccine uptake and it was, it's a 0.94% fit cor uh, R squared correlation. They'll say correlation's not causation, but we're we're done with this nonsense. Uh, there's evidence all over the world that uh, excess deaths, especially amongst young people, took off in 21 and 22, and now 23 it continues. And in uh, the 15 th uh, through 44, let me go to that. Uh, and I put out it on Twitter yesterday. Some uh, graph. Yeah. Uh, so their death their death rate excess was 15% in 21. It went back down in 22 to 11, reaccelerated to a new high above 21 of um 20 20 percent excess deaths in 23 so, 20 so in, in 2023 annual annualized right, so we, right, you know, right. we, got, we got six months and then we just annualize it and it's a 20 percent so that's concerning okay so let's separate these for a moment uh the children zero to 20 ish 
were lagging behind the elderly, middle-aged, employed, because they were waiting for some safety data, which really didn't matter anyway. They rolled these out. And so that's why we would be seeing that increase, the 22%. And what you're talking about, there's, there's a baseline of mortality for young people that you compare this to. So in 2021, fewer people, fewer young children were dying because they were kept at home and they were safe, you know, safer. They were less likely to have accidents and that type of thing. 22 and 23 skyrocketing. Um, and you are predicting a, the 22% in, in 23. And so that correlates directly with the onset of mass vaccination among young people. But this number, 15 to 44, would represent people who were vaccinated maybe the first time around, maybe they got one booster, but we're not seeing, I mean, we shouldn't be seeing the last numbers that I saw in, ter in terms of uptake. They're not, they're not really divulging those numbers. They don't really want us to know. I don't think how many people are not taking the vaccines, but that's kind of concerning that you're still seeing a higher mortality rate in that age bracket, seeing that they're not taking vaccines anymore. They haven't recently taken a vaccine or am I, am I reading the numbers wrong? No, nope, they're not taking vaccines. Okay. So there's um, unfortunately some medium term effect that's developing. Uh, I'm not a doctor. We don't pretend to be, but other doctors have told me they think it's persistence of the spike protein okay. being developed in certain people. Not everybody, not everybody uh, is affected the same way, but some people continuously produce spike protein, which is an in inflammatory uh, substance that attacks all different parts of the, of the body systems. Uh, our UK PIP data that we dropped about two months ago just shows an explosion in, in uh, all sorts of body system claims. Uh, they went off the they went off the rails. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, we saw claims uh, go new claims go from three percent in twenty twenty to twenty one percent in twenty one to seventy seven percent in twenty twenty two. And all body systems, neurological, mus muscular, skeletal, cardiovascular, uh, all gen you know, genitals, ovaries. Uh, it's a shit show. Sorry. No, <laughs> it just is. It, it, it is. Why is the data so much better from the UK than the US? Why can't we get well, because it? Just, it just is. I mean, we, we, we're trying to get the data in the US, but we, we don't have, we have disability data from the US Bureau of Labor Statistics, but it's a survey. So it's kind of a, Imputed number, but the, you know the 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 good news for data analysts, being us, is that it it it, it, it it's show, showing the same kind of trends as the UK. Mm. It really it started exploding again in June, uh, May June of this year. Uh, it's not off the highs, and men and women who are employed uh, are showing an acceleration beyond the general U.S. population. Women went to a new high in August. I put that out a couple of days ago as well, and it's a disaster. Uh, we added about a million people, disability-wise, uh, in, uh, in in two three months uh, this summer, and that fits with what that fits with, you know. So, like, you know, I'm a data guy. So we got the UK showing some weird stuff. We got the US, and then I, you know, one of my insurance whistleblowers told me that their long-term disability claims are skyrocketing, skyrocketing uh, in this quarter. So. You know, you get different databases all confirming. So whatever whatever's happening uh, is happening despite uh, booster uptake being lower, unfortunately. Could it be something else environmental or do you think it is the vaccine? Could there be other shenanigans? I know a lot of people and listen, it, there, there's so much out there right now in terms of of uh, doom casting, bad information. It's very difficult to get. To, to try to grapple with what is going on here, right? But could it be something besides the vaccines or do you really think it's that it's the long-term impact, it's the persistence of that spike protein and and the degradation of, I mean, from the docs that I have on the program regularly, they're talking about a basic degradation of the immune system. So it's trying to keep up and, and fight off, you know, normal, normal uh, maladies that the a healthy immune system would typically be able to take care of. And it just gets eventually overwhelmed and that's what they're they're seeing with this new wave but could there be anything else external or environmental from your perspective well you know look we think it's a vaccine that's our running theory and thesis uh, if there's another explanation the media has tried to float climate change <laughs> uh, 
uh, uh, winter vagina, whatever that is, cold weather, warm weather. Uh, they they're floating the they're they're they went from saying that I was a conspiracy theorist, saying that the excess young deaths did not occur. Now they're admitting it, but now they're saying crazy stuff like millennials' immune systems are too strong, and oh that COVID gosh. COVID COVID can affect younger people's strong immune systems more adversely than old people. So it's just nonsense. So you look for me, the biggest uh, marker of uh, a cover up is the lack of attention on this issue. Right. And and no one really wants to uh, talk about it in any uh, of our authority figures, politicians, regulators, uh, health authorities, nothing, nobody. It's crickets. It's it's outrageous. And we'll, we'll get in to the light politics on this a little bit later in the program. Tonight, we're talking to Ed Dowd. He's a former BlackRock executive and analyst. He's the author of Cause Unknown. You can follow him on Twitter. His handle is at Dowd Edward. And, you know, he is he has been whistleblowing, ringing the alarm bells on on this just absolutely devastating data that is going to have long term implications. We come back. We're going to talk about what what do these numbers today mean for five years from now, 10 years from now, and, you know, the future of of humanity in in Western countries? And, And also, what does this look like for insurance companies? Why aren't massive insurance companies ringing the alarm bell? I was expecting to see more of that saying that they're going to be have to they're going to have to pay out more and more in in disability and claims yet we're not seeing that yet so we're going to continue this this conversation with Ed Dowd when we come back and later on we are going to talk about the politics of it because it's absolutely outrageous we are moving into 2024 presidential election the two front runners in both the Republican and Democrat party refuse to discuss this along with 99% of the the parties at large in the United States of America, Republicans and Democrats still pretending that this elephant doesn't exist, that there's no there there, continuing to gaslight the American people about 2020, 2021, and 22. It's not okay. When we come back, we're going to discuss that tonight with Ed Dowd. Tonight, we're joined by Ed Dowd. He is the author of Cause Unknown. Get this book, share it with as many people as you possibly can. People need to understand the scope of the tragedy that has uh, been inflicted on the American people and in Western countries across the globe with the onset of the COVID-19 vaccines, which are toxic. They are de- they are deadly. We have the anecdotal accounts. You've seen them in your own life. And Ed Dowd specializes in the numbers. They're at analyzing the data. It is um, an amazing service that you are providing, Ed, but it's also probably tragic for you to have to look at these numbers every day and just deal with the scope of what you're seeing, the human stories. And I just can't even imagine, honestly. Yeah, it, it, I go through waves of uh, depression, and not depression, but a sadness. And then I have to shake that off and keep going. It's uh, we had a, uh, my, my partner, Carlos, and I had a discussion yesterday about this data and I'm a trend guy, so I'm a stock picker, and you know the trend is your friend. So these trends are your friend, uh, perversely meaning mm-hmm. uh, if they continue, uh, we got a problem, Houston. We have glacial Mad Max. Carlos, on the other hand, uh, you know, says, "Well, the trends are bad now, but we, they could change. We can't get too pessimistic." And uh, you know, he's got hope that. Just by the mere fact people like us are doing this and, and other people are fighting the fight, we can change yeah. the, the trajectory of these trends once the information gets out there. Um, if it doesn't, then it's, you know, I'm of the opinion it's glacial Mad Max and whatever you thought was uh, normal is going to become less normal. It doesn't mean the world ends. It just changes. Wow. Okay, well, let's talk about, you know, and that's one of the reasons we have, you know, we host the summit for truth and wellness, uh, Dr. Pierre Corey, who wrote the book on ivermectin, uh, Dr. Ryan Cole. I mean, they, they focus exclusively almost on healing the FLCCC protocols for COVID-19 vaccine injury and long COVID are things that they are very interested in. I've had a couple really interesting conversations with Dr. Corey where, where he is optimistic, right? There is, you know, can we dissolve this spike? Can we help people rid it from their bodies? Um, I do believe that, um, once we get past all of the lies, to your point, once we get this out to the public at large in a wider scale, 
Bobby Kennedy has been, you know, really impactful and impact and effective in doing that within his his um, uh, primary process. But if we do that, I, I do believe that we can we can come out of this. But before we get to that, let's talk about that Mad Max scenario that you t- that that you are explaining here. Um, if these trend lines continue among young people and working age Americans, um, what could we see? What would the United States of America and life look like five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road? Well, it's the deaths are, are still relatively small compared to the disabilities and then the injuries. And the injuries manifest as just being chronically sick and feeling like yeah. crap at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that affects your whole life, your outlook, and uh, you become a less productive worker. So productivity for the economy at large probably takes a big hit. Yeah. Uh, it just means, you know, continued uh, delay in services, like getting your car fixed, um, and the ambulance showing up at your house on time, uh, you know, uh, going to a restaurant, restaurants, uh, on Maui before the fires were closing early and mm. uh, they had to, you know, even just remove days from their schedule instead of being open five days, six days a week, they're open three. Right. So it's a, it just uh, impacts the labor force. Uh, those who are well get overworked because they're showing up and they have to fill in the shifts for the people who are calling in sick. Yep. So that, that kind of thing just has cascading effects. Sure. So it's a, it, it, it's it's not going to be advertised. It's, you're not. It's not going to be televised. Uh, it's just going to kind of slowly happen. Hospital waits are way up. Emergency yes, room waits are. are way up. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to get an MRI or a CAT scan, good luck getting a turnaround in terms of the analysis in 24 hours like we used to. It's going to be weeks. Yes. Uh, but, you know, so it's just everything's just going to kind of become harder to do, more expensive yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to kind of be a slow change in uh, the way we used to experience uh, life. And yeah. it's not the end of the world. It's just different. Well, and I- uh, one of the problems is the military. Uh, you know, we could, you know, not have a standing military to, in terms of being able to fly pilots and stuff. Because, you know, for every one pilot that puts up a, a fighter jet, you got 10 people behind them. And if you got constantly sick people, disabled people, and or... Uh, lack of recruitment because of the woke nature of the military. Uh, Colonel T- Teresa Long, one of the whistleblowers there, has stated that uh, it's uh, going to be hard to keep a standing military in five years. Wow. You know, there I, I had on my show notes a an article from a mainstream news media from the Washington Post. Uh, and they're now saying, they're now accusing pilots, like airline pilots and military pilots of Hiding five thousand pilots suspected of hiding suspected of hiding major health issues. Most are still flying. That was just dropped on August twenty seventh of two thousand twenty three. And again, this go this goes along with all of your analysis to date. The the highest vaccinated population of people, working people, but even more so, airline pilots and military are faring the worst in terms of of death and disability long term and short and short short term. And now they're admitting it in mainstream news media, but not even correlating it to vaccines, which is like mind blowing, right? It's disgusting. Oh yeah. So so it's, if you've flown recently, you probably experienced lots of delays. Yes. They have problem. They have problems getting uh, staff to man the plane. You have mechanics who can't fix the planes, and you have pilots that are calling in sick. So you know, I when I was flying to Australia a couple months ago. They said that they had a paperwork issue and there would be a delay. That turned out to be a lie because they deboarded the plane and it was a right. mechanical issue. So it just lies, lies, lies. Uh, you know, flying has become kind of a, a nightmare. Yes, um, it has. And and you know, you're not if you have if you have multiple connections, good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, making connections, it's a disaster. It is, and also in the within the healthcare system here in New York State, uh, all healthcare workers were mandated to get COVID nineteen vaccines, or they would lose their job. They offloaded about 20 percent of healthcare workers, uh, medical doctors, nurses across the state. The rest had to be jabbed up, double jabbed, triple jabbed. And let me tell you, Ed, it looks like a third world country. Every time I've been in the hospital system, and these are these 
these hospitals are getting tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in federal aid. They are rolling in cash. They're bringing in, I mean, these are massive operations. And you would think you, you go into the emergency room at the, the University of Rochester, Strong Memorial Hospital, and it is a third world country understaffed. It's it's insane. And I think that points to what you're you're talking about in the near future. It's going to be an expansion, I think, of government power. It's going to be a, a reduction in, in civil liberties and human rights slowly over time. We're fighting quarantine camps, Ed, in New York State right now. We're battling against literal concentration camps in New York State. Right. And and, you know, also a, a, a degraded standard of living for for those of us remaining. It's just if we don't push through, this is why I've been I've been like a pit bull. I've, I've been like a dog on a bone in this electoral cycle, in this political cycle where everyone, all the consultants in the Democrat Republican side want the candidates to not talk about 2020, 21, 22. God forbid they mention vaccines. Ed, okay, and they want to just prop up either Donald Trump or Joe Biden, another false choice of the uniparty, and oust the only two candidates from both political parties who are even willing to give to give oxygen to this issue. RFK Jr. more so even than Ron DeSantis, and you know people are like getting after me, like you know get over it, Shannon. It's over. No one wants to talk about it anymore. I'm like, we can't go through another political cycle without discussing this because there's not a lot of time left. I mean that's. That's kind of my sense of it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, time is of essence. And uh, we need to get Dr. Peter McCullough and Ryan Cole's protocols out there, FLCP. Anybody who's working on detoxifying the spike needs to get airtime. Oh, yeah. And we need to to admit the problem. The problem is the vaccine has caused uh, immune systems to implode. And uh, it's presenting not only just cardiovascular sudden deaths, it's pre- presenting as a host of other health oh, issues, yeah. skin conditions, and you name it. It's every body system's affected, auditory, visual, uh, psychological problems are on the uh, upswing because, you know, it goes to the blood brain barrier yeah. in certain pe- certain people. Um, there is a, there, this is a, this is a long-term problem and we're going to devote uh, if we don't, talk about it nationally we're going to devote precious resources to taking care of the sick and disabled uh and and we'll all we'll do is treat their symptoms rather than the root cause right right well and is it doesn't that work out so well ed dowd for the medical industrial complex right i mean oh yeah they can create they can create a host of new drugs jeez i'm seeing them all over tv all yeah. of these brands, and I'm like, that is a vaccine injury. That is a vaccine injury. These these just vicious monsters, getting people sick, and then and then rolling out commercials. It's 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 so monstrous. I can't. I really can't even fathom how evil the, some of these people have to be. I know most of them don't know what the hell they're doing, but but those who do, man, there is a place in hell for them for sure. I agree. We're talking to Ed Dowd. He is the author of Cause Unknown. Make sure you contribute to the cause. We need to support the people who are speaking the truth. So if you're looking for a fantastic Christmas gift, or if you want to bring a present for your primary care physician or your pediatrician in you know, engaging in the battle, you can present them with this book. It really lays out the data and it explains very precisely how the onset of COVID-19 mass vaccination correlates with just tragic numbers, all, you know, death, disability, um, all cause mortality in the young and in the old. This topic must be discussed. It must be on the front burner. We're going to talk about how to do that when we come back with Ed Dowd. Okay, Ed Dowd, we talked about the doomsday scenario in the last segment. These numbers don't lie. I'm seeing them anecdotally in my own life. I'm seeing the 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 disintegration of service in all of the areas that you're talking about. Uh, I see my own friends and family who are sick and getting sicker. You put the numbers, the the um, metadata, the the big numbers, and you you. Uh, corroborate what many people are seeing in their own daily lives and many were predicting with the rollout of these vaccines. 
So worst case scenario is we don't push this into the fore. We go through another election cycle, the uh, traditional talking points. We don't have a, a RFK Jr. candidacy or a Ron DeSantis, which I think would be a, a bonus, right? That would show that the American people are waking up. But um, in that case scenario, we're going to have some trouble in the next five to 10 to 15 years. But there is a scenario that your partner, Carlos, lays out a little more optimistic that if we continue to, to support each other, find each other, and push out this very important information, if we do not relent in demanding that politicians are answering these questions and acknowledging what has happened in terms of the rollout of the vaccines, then we might be able to elevate enough people using American ingenuity and the miraculous human body and potentially heal from this. Um, what needs to happen? Number one, do you think that can happen? Number two, what do we need to do? What do regular people watching this show tonight need to do in order to make that happen? Uh, it, can, it can happen, but it's going to be not easy. And uh, you have um, moneyed interests, all of government uh, against us. Yeah. And censorship is still going on. Uh, the, about Bobby Kennedy uh, had one of his videos removed from Twitter for some reason, uh, yeah. talking talking about the Pfizer clinical trials. So I, you know, something's happening on Twitter again. So it's it, this. It's you know, look, this is uh, this is a strange, strange phenomenon. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the good news is more and more people are waking up. I, you know, my 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 kids are taking these. Uh, they were vaccinated. They're taking these protocols. They're they're on mm -hmm. nanokinase, and my ex wife has decided to do it. And yeah. so you know, it's getting out there. Um, I think there's hope, uh, but you know, people have to. You know, I can't do it alone. People have to have conversations with their loved ones. Hand them the book. Say, here's a book. Read this. Yeah, it's a Wall Street guy. Um, so that that's what we need to do one by one. Just get the message out because we're not going to get the mainstream media is is lost. The politicians are lost. Uh, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene supposedly has a committee on COVID. I've yet to hear from her. So as in Dr. Malone hasn't heard from her. Why aren't we, te why aren't we testifying uh, in front of Congress? Right. I don't know. I, I, you know, uh, the only the only person who seemed to care was Senator Ron Johnson, but he has no power. He's in the Senate. There's no uh, right. he has no authority to call any committee other than his own uh, show, which I went to in December. Uh, wasn't an official committee, but he did something. So right. we got we got we got heroes in, in you know some of the heroes, but most of them are silent. Yeah, there is certainly a problem within the political parties. They are absolutely, absolutely resistant to talk about any of this. And I think it has to do with culpability. I think it has to do with the consultant class. I think it has to do with protecting the status quo and you know, protecting their moneyed interests. I think all of it comes together, but it also, it's a cover-up. And Ed Dowd, you know that very often the cover-up is worse than the crime. It results in, in worse outcomes because now they have to double down and triple down. They cannot let an RFK Jr. on to a large enough platform because the truth that he puts out is is devastating to their infrastructure. And it's the same on the Republican side with Ron DeSantis in a different capacity. You know, he started up the, the grand jury. We haven't seen a lot from that yet, you know, but um, from my perspective, you know, at least these two candidates would put this, if we can penetrate through that the, the primary process and not allow a second uh, candidacy of Donald Trump or Joe Biden, then that's going to move. That's going to elevate all of these issues to the fore. And Bobby Kennedy has already has already done that from my perspective. What do you think? What is your you recently announced um, and obviously an endorsement of Bobby Kennedy Jr. And you are coming on as, um, you know, an advisor in the, the financial aspect of his candidate candidacy. What was it about him that led you to uh, step out and dive into the, the political realm of this? Well, Obviously, you know, I don't agree with Bobby on every issue, but he's a classic Democrat in the truest sense of the word, you know, from 40 years ago. The, today's Democrat is unrecognizable from right. what we used to think was a Democrat. They, the Democratic Party used to be anti-war, anti-big business. Uh, they now are pro-war, pro-big pro big, big business. Bobby's neither of those. Bobby sees 
the corruption in government, the government agencies have all been captured. He talks about that. Uh, it's a fusion between government and corporations. Yep. Uh, where now uh, their products are pushed under the color of law, which we call called mandates. Yep. And Bobby, uh, Bobby's uh, uh, biggest platform that I gravitated towards was Freedom First, medical autonomy, and uh, censorship removal. And without those two things, if you if, if you have to be jabbed against your will, will or coerced. We don't have an America. That's number one. And if we have censorship, we don't have America. So those are the two issues. All the other issues are kind of nice to have. And if we don't get those two uh, wrapped up before uh, the end of this election cycle, it's game over as far as I'm concerned. We don't have a republic. I have said very often to my audience that I think the vaccine issue is the single defining issue of the 21st century. This will define whether uh, for yourself. Absolutely. It, and, 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 and they don't want to talk about it because it brings down every institution, every power structure. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's culpable in some way that remains silent or uh, push this nonsense. And there's too many of them and they want it to go away. The problem is uh, the bodies are hitting the floor. The yeah. people are getting sick and disabled. So that's, they can't hide that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the, you know, we talked about Bobby Kennedy Jr. What do you think about Ron DeSantis as an outlier in the Republican party? Do you think that would at least be a benefit if we knock out the guy who locked us down and who gave us operation warp speed? What are your thoughts? Well, the numbers uh, are way different between Bobby and uh, Biden. Biden is uh, incompetent, unfortunately, in his elder abuse at this point. Um, there doesn't seem to be any campaign that they're running. From what we're hearing, they have bare bones staff. It's it's almost as if he doesn't plan on running again, right. or the, the party doesn't want him to. And the Republican Party, you got uh, Trump's crushing everybody else. Uh, DeSantis seems to be running a consultant-led campaign, so he has advisors around him that seem to be moronic. Um, mm. So whatever message that he wanted to get out is being lost, and he's just not. Um, He's not having the same effectiveness that Bobby's having in, in yeah. his party. Well, this, the consultants are certainly telling these candidates to not talk about vaccines. Now, I recently had Steve Dace yesterday on the program, and we went through a lot of those data. Uh, I'm sorry, a lot of those data, a lot of the data, the the polls that we're seeing. And um, he knocked on a couple of them. They're they're very generic. The ones showing that Trump is crushing DeSantis. They tend to be very generic, very broad. When you whittle them down and you look at likely primary Republican primary voters and you look at Iowa and New Hampshire, the numbers are very different and there's a ground game. So I am hoping that Ron DeSantis will start to defy some of his consultants, any of them, because in some areas he's really good and he can be he can be advised into what is a truth message, which I, I seem to think is the, the the best message for a candidate to just rest in the truth and not worry about let the chips fall where they fall. But um, there is this narrative among Republican consultants, to your point, that the vaccine is a dead issue. It's too hot a political topic. Um, and you just have to stay far away from it. I think that is the worst advice. And I hope that he gets some he gets some fresh eyes and ears in, you know, into his campaign because there's still some time. And I do believe I think Trump would be a disaster, an absolute disaster. My position here on this is any anyone but the establishment. So I'm hoping I'm thinking that two outsider candidates can, you know, if we can bust through that that paradigm of the unibrow even a little bit, it's going to be good in elevating the topic. But it is going to ne it's going necessarily going to involve has to involve DeSantis now talking about these issues of medical freedom, vaccine injury and death. And I think the boldest move he could make would be to pull the vaccines from the market in Florida, which he can do, which he can do as as an executive. I think that would be powerful personally. Well, it's going to be very interesting the next 12 months. And yeah. uh, th this is the biggest issue, I believe, in the history of, of mankind. And it's going to bring down a lot of institutions and it needs to be done. Yeah. Um, until then, we're just we're just floating along a ride of institutional lies and gaslighting and people who don't have the information that we have making poor decisions and hurting themselves. Yeah, we're talking to Ed Dowd. He is the author of Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 22. 
Today, we've talked about uh, continuing devastating numbers now moving into younger categories of children. We're going to talk into some about some of those specifics when we come back. Uh, you can find Ed on Twitter. His handle is at Dowd Edward. And I want to really encourage you guys to pick up the book Cause Unknown. Uh, buy it for a friend. Buy it for a family member. Make it one of your your standby Christmas gifts this season, because not only does it uh, help get the word out, it also helps the people who are ringing the alarm bell and doing the very hard work of getting this out to as many platforms as possible. We thank Ed Dowd for everything that he's done. We'll be back in a moment on The Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back to the final segment of the Shannon Joy Show. We're going to talk about preparation. I, I know like a lot of what we discuss is terrifying. It's awful, right? But regular people can do things in their own lives. It's why I work with gold companies. It's why I love the wellness companies, some of my sponsors, because they're actively helping people prepare um, as much as you can, right? There's only so much you can do with all of this. But crawling in the fetal position and just pretending it's not happening and not engaging I think is the worst thing that you can do. You agree? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you can start with your own physical health. Yeah. Um, everything we, you know, look, it's just, Bobby's talked about uh, chronic illness has been on the rise in this country for the last 40 years. And there's right. a reason uh, everything uh, that we eat is mostly garbage. Anything mm -hmm. in the middle of the grocery store is, is um, going to cause uh, over time obesity. So mm -hmm. I try to eat mostly whole foods. Yep. You know, the things you can cook. Yep. Uh, I, I avoid anything in the middle of the grocery store. And I have been avoiding that for years. And, you know, you know, I, I look like the way I look, not because I'm like working out all the time. because I, you know, 90% of the way you look is your diet. I agree. Yep. Well, and that's a, a great start. I want to finish this off. We're talking to Ed Dowd. He is the author of cause unknown please go to finance technologies.com that's finance with a ph technologies.com that's ed's website you can get all of the data all of the research you can buy the book and you can stay connected with everything that they're putting out also please follow him on twitter his handle is at dowd edward i have to read this ed okay because I, you know, people first met you in the dark days of COVID-19 uh, through your Twitter account. You were just a regular guy, former BlackRock executive. You made them billions of dollars, probably many people billions of dollars in, in your career as, as an analyst and an executive um, in securities. And, you know, you were with all of us in those dark days of lockdown, like from the beginning. And I just want to remind you guys of what, you know, this is kind of what made you famous, I think. And then, you know, now you've done all the work and the research in the all-cause mortality and the death and disability numbers. But um, this is what he wrote in on May 3rd of 2020, which just, it's blo this blows my mind. Okay, this was a Twitter thread. I have an idea for a dystopian movie. The background begins in 2020, a virus that mimics the flu Sweeps across the globe. Some believe it's man-made bioweapon to provide cover for global economic collapse from an unsustainable debt load and rising wealth inequality. The majority, however, believe their governments and dutifully obey orders to shelter in place while supply chains dissolve. They lose their jobs or small businesses, and eventually the middle class is wiped out. Inexplicably, large big box businesses are allowed to operate and folks are allowed to shop there. Remember, guys, Ed wrote this on May 5th of 2020. It's amazing. Uh, but not allowed to gather together, use beaches or parks. Some cities won't allow you to run in the street or even bike. Masks become mandatory. Well after the virus has spread, drones are deployed to enforce these rules. Citizens are encouraged to snitch on each other and even get rewards. The social order breaks down. Folks begin to get depressed and suicidal from isolation and even starve to death. The virus inexplicably keeps reemerging amazing according to global governments and more so more restrictions and punishments are enacted and enacted protests are not allowed as they will spread the virus you see in the background magnanimous billionaires are working diligently on a vaccine and a digital id system to make sure you are a good citizen the economy won't be reopened and the governments say without mandatory vaccine or the economy won't be reopened the government say without mandatory vaccines for everyone there are still those who are skeptical in all this, but they are few and far between. These few refuse to take the vaccine and decide to head for the hills. 
While the vaccine is administered and many begin to die, of course, the governments blame the folks hiding in the hills. The folks who just got vaccinated are very tired, sick, starving, and unfortunately not very bright. And they believe the nonsense and begin to hunt down those folks in the hills, the unvaccinated. And that's where the movie begins in 2022. I've decided to name the movie Freedom's Last Stand. This was written by you on May 5th of 2020. And you basically predicted everything, everything that has happened to date, except for the persecution of the unvaccinated, which could still happen. Am I correct? But might not have happened because people like you were ringing the alarm bell and there were just enough of us in 2021 to keep that 25% unvaccinated, which is too large of a minority for them to just snuff out and crush. What are your thoughts hearing your words back? Well, there was one other uh, tweet I added about a couple hours later about censorship and- uh, Oh my God, missed that one. Yeah, well, that 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 was uh, the same day, but a couple hours later, uh, and I said that they would censor any dissenting medical opinions uh, that deviated from the supranational organization edicts, like the WHO. Um, yeah, look, wow. think like a look. Well, how did I nail this? Think like how a did criminal. you nail this? It's called Terrible. think like a think like a criminal. Mm. Um, I, I I'm of the opinion that. Uh, that COVID was cover for a global debt collapse and that COVID was actually a a war. And if you look at the money that was spent on COVID globally, uh, it was a war and it reinflated the economies of the globe for a couple more years to prevent the credit collapse that was coming in 2019. So um, they didn't quite get uh, everything they wanted. And you got to remember in, in December, 2021, the cry was to put everybody in camps. Uh, Jim Cramer went on CNBC, uh, said the military should round people up. There was a big, big cry. Then I don't know what happened, whether it was God or uh, an accidental from nature. Omicron arrived on the scene, spread like wildfire, and everybody who had just gotten vaccinated got um, got COVID. Right. So so that was kind of that. Those that 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 I think Omicron saved us from what could have been a different historical trajectory because once people got the vaccine and started getting COVID, they were like, well, I'm done with this nonsense. Wow. Wow. You know, I remember and, and not, 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 not the co not the COVIDians, but like the general population was like, yeah. well, you know, why did I take this thing? That's why booster up takes way down. Not because they know what we know, but because they're like, well, it doesn't work. Screw this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reason. They're going to try to lock us down again. We're seeing all of the signals. Are you seeing the signals that they're going to try this again and they're going to try to? Well, yeah, they're, flo- they're floating it now. We just yesterday, they're, they're, you know, it's it's a pattern, right? So they 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 fan the news with a variant that we should be scared of. They've done that. Then celebrities and high profile people, quote unquote, get COVID. Jill Biden just got it yesterday, and they're telling that they're, they're they're trying to reintroduce mask mandates. And they've already purchased testing equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. That's been Natalie Winters of uh, the War Room uh, found some uh, purchase orders. So yep. yeah, they're going to try it. It's not going to work. Okay, it's not going to work. Well, I tend to agree with you. Uh, Kaiser Permanente tried to roll out a mask mandate across all of their hospital systems. It lasted about one day and employees revolted. There are other uh, instances where mask mandates uh, were tried and in, in they tried to implement them and people you know, fought back. And so I'm fascinated. I mean, you make predictions. So you like, typically, you know what's going to happen and you can see, but are you, I, I, I'm just kind of sitting back and just observing because I have no idea whether or not the American people are going to fall for this again. I really don't. My hunch is that they're not going to. And I like that you're that you don't think they're going to because. No, they're no I, yeah. I, I was I was in a, a local health food store this weekend with my friend. We were talking about it in the aisles. A young woman overheard us and said, are they going to bring back mandates? I go, that's the plan. And she said, what are you going to do? I go, I'm not complying. She said, neither am I. So like people know. Yeah. I, you know, people are not going to play nice this time. Uh I, it, you know, I played nice because the, the mask fight wasn't mine when I went into stores. But then the, when the vaccine passports came, I, I didn't go anywhere. But 
this time, if there's mask mandates rolled out on, on the island of Maui, I'm going to every store without a mask, and I'm going to tell them to call the police. And the police are going to be like, screw this, I don't have time. So that was the one area that I did. I, I refused to wear a mask from day one. Day one. And I ended up getting arrested for it. But, you know, I now claim that as a badge of honor, Ed Dowd. Right. Well, I, I, I didn't because the, the people enforcing it were these old aunties that were told, I know. You know, these, and I'm, I, I'm not going to get into it with an old auntie from Hawaii. It just you're wasn't my, you're a gentleman. Job. Exactly. Yeah. You're a gentleman. But see how they use that. You see how they use regular people and they turn people against each other. It's horrible. And oh, and that's a really great point. My amazing producer, Owen, uh, just mentioned, I said, you know, that they didn't achieve the 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 persecution of the unvaccinated, but in a way they did. When you see how many people were fired, how many people lost their jobs, how many people were forced out of their livelihood, lost friends, family, even the label of anti-vaxxer is a form of, of persecution. And so they did, um, but they didn't quite shove us into the concentration camps, Ed Dowd. So we have, we have a little bit of time, right? They, want, they wanted to. I know they did. Listen, there is a, um, I have, uh, who did I have on last week? Oh, well, next week, I'm glad this is actually a great segue. Uh, Bobby Ann Cox is an attorney in New York State. And during COVID-19, 2020 and 21, uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, took legislation that had been sitting on the books in New York for many years. And this was legislation to establish what they called quarantine camps aka concentration camps. Let me tell you what they're doing, Ed. They are they are taking old decrepit malls and turning them into healthcare facilities, like massive healthcare facilities. And we don't really know like what is actually going on in there, but it's all over New York state. So they took this old legislation and they wrote into regulations, emergency regulations, the establishment of concentration camps. They call quarantine camps and they can literally pluck you with no due process, uh, no crime committed, no judge's approval or order. A health commissioner can go in, order someone seized from their home and placed into a camp indefinitely, indefinitely. No right to an attorney, no right to even notify your loved ones as to where you are. Those, those were on the books as regulation in New York State until Bobby Cox, pro bono attorney, she did this for free in New York State. She challenged it with uh, three sitting senators and she won. The judge ordered the, the quarantine camps unconstitutional. Well, Kathy Hochul is now coming back and appealing that. They want this so badly. You got to ask that question. Why? Does the, the government of New York State want so badly to establish these camps? And it goes to your point that they must want to put people there, right? Or else why why create them and why establish them? You know? Well, I, you know, look, New York's going to go bankrupt and the government's not going to be able to bail them out. So, you know, it's cover for uh, mass incarceration when the riots come eventually. That, that's, that, that, it's got nothing to do with the virus. Yeah. It, it's, it's, well, it's economic. It's, and look, New York, New York is breaking. It, it's it's no longer civilized. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, the cities are I mean, I'm, I'm right here. I'm, I'm eyewitness to it. By the way, we are supporting next week. Bobby Ann's going to be in Rochester, New York, defending her win. So we're going to put hundreds of people on the street supporting her. Make sure you guys uh, go meet us at 50 straight State Street in Rochester, New York, 9 a.m., next Wednesday to support Bobby and Cox. And also on Wednesday, we're going to welcome to Rochester, New York, the Children's Health Defense Vaxxed Unvaxxed Bus. I'm not going to divulge the location yet. We have it, but we just want to put, I want to cross the T's and dot the I's on that, make sure that we have that ready, but stay tuned to the show. But that's all happening next week, which is just astounding. Um, so Bobby and Cox needs your support. Make sure you mark your calendars. Guys, this is an opportunity opportunity for you to stand up and speak out. I would say take your kids out of school. This is a civics lesson. Take the day off of work. We need to smash these quarantine camps to smithereens. We need the state to back off of them. And we need to establish once and for all that it's not going to happen in this state. So that's just my own plea to all of my fellow New Yorkers. If you're within the sound of my voice, uh, within an hour of Rochester, New York, get your butts here because we need you here. All right, Ed Dowd. Before we let you go, we're at the end. We're at the end of the the conversation here. 
Um, what can you say to people um, in a, a final statement? What should, I mean, we, we a lot of people watching today don't have a ton of money. They don't have huge, huge platforms. They don't believe that they can impact the political system a whole lot, but there is stuff that they can do. What would you recommend people do to join this battle? Because the next 12 months, I agree with you, 18 months are going to be absolutely critical that we don't allow this issue to fall by the wayside and be distracted by politics. So what do you think people should do? What do you advocate that they do? Well, the first thing is, you know, when a plane goes down and the oxygen mask drops in front of you, you got to grab that first before you can help others. So, yep. you know, take care of yourself, your mental well-being. I mean, this is not going to happen quickly. It's going to happen slowly. So, you know, in the present moment, you're fine. If, you know, don't freak out, don't get into the fetal position and suck your thumb and cry because it's not that bad. I mean, you know. Continue to, if you're single, find your mate, have children, life goes on, uh, but just become activated and uh, inform people one by one. And some people are not ready to receive the information. That's why you hand them a book like mine or what have you. Get involved in politics, you know, volunteer for something. Everybody can do something. Yeah. Um, and politics, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I have no faith in the unibrow, uniparty uni system. Uh, but you know you can you can you can, you can get involved and, and and there are local candidates you can you can support that share your values and we're going local globalization's done yeah uh, the breakdown I mean I was talking to Carlos you will adapt so all these goods and services that require global supply chains will adapt we'll have local supply chains I just love it and that's what's gonna you know, humans are very adaptable that's why he's more optimistic than me although you know i'm I'm trying to be more optimistic but yeah. uh i'm just a trend guy and until the trend breaks it's not good i know i know well i love your that's music to my ears i've been an evangelist for localism for almost a decade since i launched my show and you know to see it play out i think i think you're absolutely right i think that we've gotten we've gone way over the cliff of globalization and um, it's going to be local communities and local activation that is going to, is going to break this. And so, yeah, get up, get started and uh, make sure you go out and get your book cause unknown, the epidemic of sudden death in 2021 and 22. That's one of the first steps. Please go to finance technologies.com. That's with a pH finance technologies.com. You can get all of Ed's very important work. You can also order the book and support them financially in all of their efforts and make sure that you follow him on Twitter at Dowd Edward is his Twitter handle. Thank you, my friend. Keep it up. Keep the faith. We're going to beat this. Thank you, Shannon. Great to be here. All right. And thank you all for being with us here on the Shannon Joy Show. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. So keep it tuned right here.